Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back uh, to the You yes. Haven't Seen podcast. A uh, <laughs> bit of a sabbatical, traveled the world, saw lots of different places. In the Lehigh Valley. Did none of those things. Um, <laughs> we've been... My computer took a dump, so I had to reinstall Windows, and we had a podcast recorded, and I thought that I had saved the whole thing, uh, and it turns out I did not save it, and so I formatted the hard drive that the last episode was um, saved on then. A lot of things happened. There was some weather. There was some job searches. There was... Steven and I both got new jobs. We both got new jobs. Or That's we're, really we're, exciting. We're getting new jobs. We'll be starting next week. Um, there was work and there was hospitals and all kinds of stuff happened without going into too much detail. But Everybody's we're back. okay, though. <clears throat> Everybody's alive. And we're back. And hopefully I don't destroy any more podcasts. That um, would be good. At the time. So this isn't actually going to be the podcast that I destroyed. Uh, this is... <clears throat> This is a different one. We will re-record that one uh, later, though. But right now, this is a very special podcast uh, because this is one of the reasons Alicia wanted to start doing the You Haven't Seen podcast. <laughs> yes, it is. Very much so. So, today, we watched... Well, not today, but last night. We watched uh, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer or Philosopher's Stone. We watched the Sorcerer's Stone. We did not have the UK version of the movie. I'm hoping we have UK fans. Okay. <laughs> we are in America though. But I'd love to I'd love to cross borders. <laughs> and we're also doing Iron Man. Now, we're doing that because Alicia has never seen any of the Marvel movies outside of Guardians of the Galaxy. Prior, yeah, okay, yeah, that's true. She didn't see anything. No Avengers, no Iron Man, no Thor. (laughs) I had a big blind spot when it came to superhero movies prior to meeting you, I would say. Although you had seen Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, and I loved it. It was great. It was fantastic. Anyway, and I had never... I've seen one of the Harry Potter movies, and it's the most random one. I saw Deathly Hollows Part 1 in theaters uh, <laughs> with an X. And that that's it. That's all I've seen. And so <clears throat> that was the most random one. So this is going to be an eight-part series. Also. Also. It will be an eight-part series. We're going to be doing every Harry Potter movie and as many Marvel movies as can we can Trying to match the Marvel movies up in somewhat of a... Sequential time. We're going to do it order. sequential. This is why we're starting yeah. with Iron Man. It was the first one. And this is the Sorcerer's Stone, is the first Harry Potter movie. I have not read the Harry Potter books whatsoever. I've never read a page of them. Uh, you've never read any comics until recently. And that's not even really like superhero comics. So you're not even familiar with any superhero comics. No, I am not. Regard. Again, <clears throat> big blind spot there. So I'm coming from a comics background, and you're coming from a Harry Potter book background. Yes. So, you know, this makes sense to do. So, where do you want to start? I don't know. What was your initial reaction of Harry Potter? It was good. But, I mean, if, if, this, if I'd have went to see this in the theaters, I, it wouldn't have gotten me excited to see any more Harry Potter movies. No. I might have, but I was like, okay. eh, it was, it was fine. It was alright. I don't know, I didn't read the book, so I feel like... It was long, and I still feel like a lot of stuff was left out. Oh, so much stuff. And right. this is definitely one of the cases where the book is 
in my humble opinion, is definitely better than the movie. I think there's a lot of nuance to it, and even though it's a, a young adult or children's book, whatever you want to call book. it, it it's, a, it's a book, but it, <laughs> she did write it with the audience of a, of a younger kind, a younger human, I guess. you might I'm, say, in mind. A good story mind. is a good story. A good story is a good story, and the story of Harry Potter... Which I'm sure most people are familiar with, even if they haven't seen the movie. Oh, here, well, let, let me let me get this out of the way. There's not going to be any spoilers for me when I watch these movies. I know a lot of things that happen in the books. I I'm a big reader. Like with my comic knowledge, I'm not. I don't have a huge comic collection, and I haven't read every comic out there. But I am a voracious reader of Wikipedia's. <laughs> And so when Harry Potter was actually going on, I wouldn't actually read the books, but I would just read the synopsis of the Wikipedias to kind of see where we were in the story. Why would you? I was never going to read That's the books. That's just I wasn't... so odd to me. Like, why I... would you do that? There's this great medium of a very entertaining book, and uh, sometimes over the top and sometimes hindered by novice actors. Yeah, a little bit acting. in this one. But then, like, you get... Alan Rickman, which is fantastic, and I need to note... Alan Rickman needed more parts in this movie, because he did not have enough to do in this film. Snape is a huge character through all seven books. Oh, I know, but I, I, feel like, I feel like he was underutilized in this film. Again, I don't know how it worked in the books. I'm sure they're doing a good adaptation of the books, but I'm looking at it from just a film standpoint, and I feel like he was just criminally underused. What do you have, like five scenes? Uh, Maybe less. Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, he he was criminally underused. We followed the kids a lot. I, I don't know. A lot of it. A lot of it seemed. Well, it's the hero's I, I, tale. I, it's it's it is so much the hero's tale. It's not even funny. Which we which is a major connection I think between Harry Potter and Iron Man this week is it's kind of the hero's journey. I mean, in a kind sense, of the origin story. It's the, they're both origin stories, yeah. and I think that's why it's important. Uh, yeah, Iron Man's an origin story, uh, which is which is a really well-told origin story, and so is Harry Potter, and it's told. Um, Wait, what do you mean, uh, and it's told? Like, what... Listen, I don't... Again, I don't want to sound like I hate this movie. It was just... I don't feel like anything happened in this movie. I feel like this movie could have been a half hour long, and you would come away knowing the exact same things as I did after two and a half hours. And I'm not saying that's good or bad. I mean, you get introduced to a billion characters who I'm, I'm sure that I know they come back later on and I know they all play their part. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, it's it's almost too overwhelming as like a film. And a, a book can take their time. But I feel like the film was just throwing stuff out there. And this there, there was a lot of... I remember reading critical reviews of the movie when it first came out. They said it's a little droning. It's a little long. It's more made for the fans. I get that. I, I wasn't Which a fan even, of the book. I think I was four. Maybe fifteen when this came out, mm-hmm. and I had at that point read I think the first three books. So I was a fan, I was a fan mm-hmm. of, of the series, and I obviously went on to read all seven of them. Um, but even I, I remember sitting in the theater and being like, "Okay, this is getting a little long now." But at the same time. It was on amazing. Like the first time I saw the castle, like that's what I imagined Hogwarts looking like, and it was oh yeah, no, amazing, they, cost, spectacular, costumes, magical costumes, set design, mm-hmm. sound, Ugh. really well done in this movie. And you yeah. guys, I think you said John Williams does the music. Yes, really well he done does. in this. Really well done. Don't, don't get me wrong. Like the set design, the costumes, 
you know, everything was really well done. I just feel like from a storytelling standpoint, the medium of film and the medium of books are very different. And, and I feel like, and again, they, they get better. I, I know for a fact that they get better. because I 100%. You know, yeah, but I know it's an introduction story. And it was testing the waters way back in, what, 2001? Yes. Yeah, this, this, this movie's, Sorry. God, 15 years old So now. many numbers in my head. We're right so now. old. But yeah, this movie's 15 years old. Yes. Um, so. Yeah, I was 15, now I'm 30. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this came out right uh, right around the same time, uh, a little bit after the... No, right around the same time as the Lord of the Rings movies. Yes, it the, was this, right around the same this time. This one up against mm-hmm. um, uh, the Lord of the Rings, uh, the first one, Fellowship of the Ring. Did it? Yeah, I think this came out in November, and that came out in um, December. I'm sure we Christmas. could Google it. Google I'm sure it? we could Google it, and we'll figure it out. But yeah. I'm... I'm well, pretty sure if, because if I remember, those are not the facts, we apologize. I literally read Lord of the Rings while I was working at a department store, and it was really slow, and it was like February, and no one was coming in. And so I went over on my break to Barnes & Noble's, and I bought the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and I just started reading it while I was working. <laughs> and I would just do that for like five hours a night. Just basically read Lord of the Rings while I was there. Nobody said anything about it, so I guess they didn't care. But I remember because at the same time... Who wanted that job? Jeez. I know, right? And I remember because at the same time, there was like 800 Harry Potter things in, 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 the, um, in the area I was working. They had like the Harry Potter bookmarks, the Harry Potter stationery, the Harry Potter... Harry Potter everything. Like the books were probably... The, like the, the craziness about Harry Potter was more fervent, I think, before the movies came out. Like... By a mile, like the late nineties were like just Harry Potter. Oh, one hundred percent! Like it was already a phenomenon, and then they decided to make these yeah. movies, oh. and it just exploded. By the way, can I add this? Yes. These are much better written, adapted, acted, designed than any of the Twilight books. By a damn mile. I mean that. Wait, what? <laughs> And I, I'm not saying that I disagree with you, but you haven't read the Twilight books. I don't have to. And I only made you sit through the first movie. Yeah. I already know. I already know. Listen, I'm willing to you, get... Really... Are you saying that you care about these characters? I will probably learn to care about these characters. You don't care about I, any of them? Like you're not ha- in... ha- Hagrid. 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 I cared about him. Yeah. He lost his dragon. I felt bad. Yeah. yeah. Hagrid's like my favorite. Hagrid had the most character development in like the whole the whole movie. Hagrid's brilliant. Like I know the characters because this is a series and it's really long and it's it's the uh, octology or something. Um, like <laughs> I, I, okay. I I know they go through all their changes and stuff and that's great, but they they didn't in this film. I mean, like, there's eight movies. But I know. There's I only know. seven books. I just so you I spend don't seven years at Hogwarts. I don't feel like Harry Potter. I don't feel like any of the characters are in a different place than they were at the beginning of the story, except, um, who's the bad guy? Voldemort. Voldemort, except him. I don't think Harry's any different from when, like, did he learn any spells? Did he, did he learn anything? He, he shoved a wand up an ogre's nose, and he, he pulled the Sorcerer's Stone out of his pocket. He legitimately does not cast a single spell throughout this entire movie. Yeah, that's the thing I don't get about it. Like he plays, he's he's immediately good at Quidditch. 
it's fine, so he's going to he's Hogwarts. He's a natural on the broom. He's going to Hogwarts on a Quidditch scholarship. He's basically like every no, collegiate athlete. No, his parents him a lot, left him a lot of money. He right. literally has a vault filled with gold. Granted, but I'm saying the whole thing plays out like a kid who's going to college on like a, a, a football scholarship. Well, he went from having absolutely nothing to being famous and having a ridiculous amount of wealth. So, I think it, it was a bit of a shock. It's a bit of a learning curve, but it. I think what the book does a lot better than the film, and again, it's because of the medium change, is it really shows more of his struggles with the change and the going through it. Like, he is not good at school. Right, like, and that's has, the thing. He doesn't have book smarts. He struggles through his classes. The movie makes it seem like he's just immediately good at everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Like, like I don't know. Yeah, it just, it just seems that way. Like, they don't spend a lot of time with him adjusting to the fact that, like, wizarding is real. He just accepts it immediately. And is it like that in the book? Or is there more of a... I mean, he accepts it and he, he jumps into it full-heartedly. Like, it's not, yeah. like, ever... But there's got to be some weirdness, though. It doesn't seem like he... he, he... There's definitely a learning curve, which I think... It, it seems like in the film, like, he's just always smiling, like, this is great. And maybe that's the actor who just has this attitude of, like, oh, my God, I'm in a Harry Potter film. Like... <laughs> I mean, this is a good time to talk about the child actors. They get better, but... They do get better. They get so much some, better. Some of the performances they, just... they all grow so much. And, like, seeing Neville Longbottom, who becomes the hottest man ever. I'm sure you've all seen the pictures online somewhere. Like, it's the fat, chubby little kid. I'm like, oh, it gets better for you. Like, I just wanted to, like, hug him. But, um... Yeah, they all get better, and this is, like, their first year. It's, like, the freshman being the freshman in high school, which I was when this movie came out. I was a freshman in high See, school. I was a little old for the Harry Potter phenomenon. Yes, you were. I, I, I think that's my issue. I was pretty much almost, I was like, a junior in high school when these really became big. I want to say, books, like, yeah. like, 97, 98. Is when mm-hmm. they really hit. They were around before then, but like the late nineties is when they became really big. I know. I don't remember when the first one was published. I don't remember. But it was like the mid nineties. Yeah. But it wasn't like the big fanfare until like later on, and then I remember stuff being everywhere. But I was always, I was always a little too old. Plus, I'm a, I'm a Lord of the Rings guy, and I'm not saying you can't be both, but I'm, I'm a, I'm a serious. More, I was more the dark series. Oh, are you saying that Harry Potter is beneath you? Listen, you're the is, one. Who, is that what you're saying? You're. It was at the time. Oh, I, listen, I was, I was, I was a brooding teenager. I, Harry, no, I do. Harry Potter, come on, really? You, you were a little old. You kind of missed the cutoff of it all. Um, but for me, I don't know. I just totally got lost in the world, and mm-hmm. even we. Like well, the well, last well, time I went to Disney, like to Orlando, they had not built uh, Harry Potterland. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't built Harry Potter World or whatever they're calling it at Universal, and I want to get back down there and I want to see it. Like I told you, I want to go to Ollivander's and I want to buy myself a wand at Diagon Alley. Like it's just <sighs> like things that I want to do because it's magical and special. And I even thought I was too old uh, for it at some points, being a freshman in high school. But I still got I still got lost in it. I mean, a lot and of I people. Think, I think what I liked about it was it it's the trio. It's Harry, Ron, and Hermione. 
And they're really good friends, and they fight, and they bicker, but they're always there for each other to help each other out. Mm -hmm. And they come from all very different backgrounds, and they all support and love each other, which I think is something that's very important to me. And it might be one of the reasons the book was such a success is, like, Harry is, like, the golden boy, the chosen one, but he always needs his friends for help and support. He's Moses. He's Moses. (laughs) He who was abandoned as a baby. After after they tried to kill him, hmm. and then he was raised by some family, and then oh. and then his and then, aunt and uncle are the biggest dicks in the world. Yeah, he was raised by a family who kind of instilled him with these things, and then when he got older, he realized, oh no, these aren't the things I should be into, and he meets a burning bush, and Harry meets an owl. So it's like no, he gets Harry he gets a letter, Hagrid. Hagrid, Hagrid, burning bush, same thing, and he's like, you gotta come with me, and then they go off on an adventure, and then they come back. I don't know. I, I thought the family was a bit over overdone. I don't know. I I mean I get it. You want to have that because you said it was kind of for children, and you, you want to have that like evil step yeah. thing. But I'm like, hey, they could have just made them like lazier and attentive, or just not caring. I mean, this is a little over the top. I mean, the books are a little over the top. So yeah, and I mean, it, it's like a a different world. Like it's not. I mean, it kind of plays on the fact that the Muggle world is the world that we live in, but it is a kind of whole different universe. Muggle. Yeah, muggles. I like when you use that word. Muggles. It's a racist word. Stop racist. Oh, it has that connotation. Yeah. Some people use that word with that. Just kind of like you mentioned the the goblins that run Gringotts Bank were a little too. (laughs) They were they were a little too much like the aliens in um in Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Yeah, that's yeah. Maybe maybe (laughs) maybe a little insensitive. Maybe a little insensitive, but still, like, it's still it's playful, purpose. and it's, yeah. still, it's still fun, and that's what this movie is about. It's a hero's tale <laughs> with magic and scary magic. monsters. And scary and, monsters. Yeah. Let's talk about technology. Because because we've got an interesting <laughs> an interesting dichotomy here, where, where Harry Potter is the magic world, and Iron Man is... and. Before we even talk about Iron Man, we talk about the Marvel Universe in general, and I think they've done a really good job. But here's the thing that always bothers me about Marvel, and they're getting—they're finally getting better at it because they're making Stephen Strange, they're making a Doctor Strange movie, and uh, they're starting to introduce magic into that world. And I never understood why movie studios and directors and writers are terrified of, for some reason, expecting their audience to believe in magic. Because yeah. magic exists in the Marvel Universe and the DC Universe. This is common stuff. This stuff exists. It's real uh, it, within that universe. But for some reason, they always try to write it off in these Marvel movies until really recently as some sort of, like, technology. Like, like all the magic is just technology. It's not really like, magic. It's, like just, it's, just advanced, it's just advanced or... technology. And, and yeah. I hate that. But anyway, Iron Man is a movie about technology. Yes, it is. And it is perfectly cast. Yes, it is. I would agree with those two statements. Uh, Tony Stark is Robert Downey Jr., and he's perfectly cast at it. Everybody knows that. When I first heard about that, because I was following the comics and I was interested in this, because I knew this was like a big deal. They're finally making an Iron Man movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. And this was after the Spider-Man movies had done pretty well. You know, the Sam yeah. Raimi Spider-Man movies had done pretty well. And so they were doing Iron Man. I was like, great, Iron Man, cool. That's, that's a good character. You can get a good movie out of that. Because I'm fairly familiar with the Iron Man comics. I know Tony Stark is an interesting character. <clears throat> and kind of a dick. <laughs> but, but, but a likable dick. A bit of a playboy, but a likable playboy. Um, 
It's like Batman without the... weapons of mass destruction? He's like Batman without the brooding. Okay. Well, here's the thing, though. Like, like he thinks he's doing the right thing. And, and I think that's the point. Like, like He's like, well, the best defense is a good offense. And he says all that stuff in the movie because a lot of people do believe that. There, there, is, there is that attitude in the world. 100%. It's not and necess- it, it couldn't be mimicking anything that's going on in our world right now, <laughs> but, could it? But it's not necessarily... Well, in 2008, it was even more impressive. <laughs> <laughs> you think about the time period. In fact, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. But I don't want to get into that. Yeah. But there, there's totally some allusions to the regime that was happening around the time and how that all worked with the terrorists and stuff. But Tony Stark, and you'll see more about this in sequels and stuff. Tony Stark is a billionaire, super trillionaire playboy inventor like brilliant and that's the important thing to know he's like he's like the steve jobs not like not like just he's not an inactive ceo he actually did help come up with a lot of the technology and stuff he's an active guy he's brilliant he's rich because he's brilliant which is nice to see he's he's earned it but he's he's still but he's still cocky but in a way it's kind of earned because he is brilliant and he knows he's brilliant but isn't okay so i i don't know the universe again but wasn't his father Kind of yeah, we we also his... we've also watched Captain America, and we're going to do that at a later time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, his dad was also a billionaire playboy inventor who helped come up with the uh, the super soldier. So serum. he was born into wealth. He was born into wealth, but at the same time, is still kind of self made because he did invent a ton of things. Oh yeah, I'm not. Yeah. He's he's a very smart man, but he isn't like a self made man. No, but you could easily see how he would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There's, there's no doubt about it. He's, he's completely brilliant, and he's cocky, and he's, he's just, he's a lot of fun. This is a fun movie. Again, it's not, it's a good origin story. It's not a deep movie in any regards. When I look, when we watched it again, because we watched it again for this, I was like, yeah, that was fine. That was totally fine. You liked it. You thought it was a lot of fun. It was a but, lot but, of fun. It but was. But after having seen what the Marvel movies have been doing the last couple of years, it's like, and oh, watching oh, what Netflix cool. has been doing, and watching what Netflix has been doing. Oh my god. Oh. Yeah. Um, so excited for. Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil season so two is coming out too. We're really <laughs> jacked for that because um, Daredevil season one and Jessica Jones were just amazing. Actually, that was probably your first introduction to the Marvel Cinematic Universe was Daredevil. That's kind of why we ended up watching the movies because I was like, "Well, you don't know anything about what's going on here." I mean, my first introduction to Marvel was Guardians of the Galaxy. But Guardians is so far removed from like what's going on. Like, they are so far out there, like, like the Avengers have They're literally gotten, in outer space. L- literally tens of trillions tr- of light years away, <laughs> probably. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, so no, you, you've was. seen Guardians, but Guardians is, is like, off the timeline. They're going to eventually come together mm-hmm. when they do the, in 2018, I think, when they do the Infinity Wars. God, how do you keep up with all this? I'm familiar with you the comics. You are such a nerd. I am such a nerd. Um, Our house is literally covered with nerd memorabilia. Oh, everywhere. this is, this is tame. Oh God. Anyway, I did not so, yeah, fully Iron think Man, this through. And you hadn't seen it, and it's a fun introduction story, and it's got good characters and Pepper Potts, and it does a good job laying the groundwork. And in 2008, when Iron Man came out. Nobody was really sure how this was all going to go. Mm. Like they knew they were doing Iron Man, and they knew they were going to do Captain America. Right. But that's about it. And then they did Iron Man 2, and then they did Captain America. When, once Iron Man was a hit, all these projects got greenlit. And then when Iron Man 2 and Captain America did well, like, it really started the ball rolling. And now there's, like, this 18-movie plan through the next four years. It's, it's crazy. It, it's just, it's insane. It's insane that this happened. Because you're talking about this stupidly complicated universe 
which is what Marvel and DC are both stupidly complicated for anybody to penetrate from like just a like common fan standpoint. Like, where do you start? If you were and gonna, if you were gonna these, learn about that, and these did these a great movies, job. They're kind of allowing, making it more accessible mm-hmm. to the the non comic book. Oh, absolutely, nerd. absolutely, absolutely, one hundred percent. And I wouldn't even consider you a full on comic book nerd. Like you have other interests. I'm a greatest hits comic book nerd. Yeah, like you read the Wikipedia pages for all these things. Well, listen, but, I, I read, but I read the best ofs. Like, <laughs> like I'll read the best of. Like I've I've read the Green Lantern, um, the War War of the Lanterns. I've I've read the Jeff Johns run. I've read some of the Jeff Johns Flash stuff. You know, I've read like the best of the best. I want to get back to Iron Man real quick and just mention Jeff Bridges <laughs> as Obadiah. I kept thinking of the dude. Yeah, I mean, like he's still Jeff Bridges, but his look was not very dude-like at all. He had no, a he, shaved he, head and a he looks so sinister. A very uh, manicured, well-kept beard, but he was still like. I like the one-liners. He still looked very friendly, even Jeff though behind Bridges him. Is great. John Favreau. Ah, uh, I love John Favreau. Directed this and starred in it, and he's 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 really funny in Iron Man three too. And we'll get to that eventually. Like we said, we're gonna do all of these, not necessarily in a row, but we're chronologically. gonna do it in chronological order. Yeah. And I gotta say, for my first, besides Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Marvel movie. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. I think it was well written. It was well paced. It's not, it wasn't like an exposition dump. Like it was kind of spaced out and Mm -hmm. his character had a full arc through the movie. Like he had to go through something traumatic. That's a nice thing about Tony Stark because he does have an arc. Even in the comics he has a really, really good Mm -hmm. arc. Uh, that's something you don't see with necessarily a lot of superheroes that they have like this huge, huge arc. But in the comics, even Tony's just this dick who doesn't really care about anybody but himself, and he goes through this, this harrowing experience that gives him like a better perspective on life. Yeah. But he's still a dick. Oh. I, I, I think I think it's great that his personality didn't change; just his philosophy changed. Because because I feel like too often when when you put somebody through like. Especially in fiction, when you put somebody through like a harrowing experience, they will come out the other side a completely different person. Yeah. And Tony Stark doesn't. He's even at the end. He's like, I want to say something about this Iron Man character. And he's like, I am Iron Man. Like yeah. he just owns it. He loves it. Like he loves the spotlight. Like he loves helping people, but he also loves the spotlight. And it's great to see a superhero that th- does not shy away from like the fame and stuff. He's like, Yeah, I'm Iron Man. Yeah, Pretty cool, right? <laughs> like, but that fits with his personality. I mean, he's totally helping people, but it's, it's like, I'm, I'm still Iron Man. And I think there's an argument to be made for Harry Potter that Harry Potter was raised to kind of be like this, nobody sees me, I'm kind of the quiet one that doesn't deserve to be seen or heard or anything like that. And when he becomes this ridiculously famous wizard and has all this money, he's still, like, shy and humble, I think yeah. to a certain extent. I don't think the movie did his character development as much justice as Iron Man did to Iron Man did for Tony Stark. Iron Man. Iron Man. We'll get yeah. to that. He, his, his buddy gets a suit later on. Um, oh, the, um, the what's guy. his buddy's name? Rodney. Uh, I don't remember. It's play. He's played by he's played by Don Cheadle in the sequels. 
Yes. Yeah, you get, they get a different actor to play him. <laughs> I think it was, was it Cuba Gooding in this movie? No, it's Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard. Yeah, and um, yeah, they go the whole, they, they two-face him. They, um, uh, who was the actor? You don't spoil. No, 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 no. Tommy Lee Jones. They Tommy Lee Jones' this character. Because in the 1989 Batman, the, the Tim Burton Batman, Harvey Dent was in it, mm-hmm. and he was played by uh, Billy D. Williams. Oh, and then he became Tommy And, and then Jones. later on, they recast um, that, that character in, in Batman Forever as uh, Tommy Lee Jones. I feel like Aunt Viv would have been a better analogy for that. You just... Oh, from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yeah. Just one actress, well, they're both one season, movies. and then... Yeah, I see where you're going with that, but I, Billy that Williams, reference Billy, went Billy, Billy, right over my head. People out there get it. Billy, <laughs> Billy, Billy, I would have loved to see Billy D. Williams. He's the coolest person on the planet. I would have loved to see him play Two-Face. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say? Not much else to say about these two movies. It's a good start. Again, they're fine movies. I think they're both fine. Um, I don't go crazy about them. I think Iron Man... If we're going to say which one was better, Iron Man probably did a better job of introducing its characters and stuff than, than Harry Potter. Because Harry Potter had just a bigger task. It, it had so Again, much to lay out Iron there. Man is just... It, it, it would be like... Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone would be like if the first Marvel movie you saw was The Avengers. Uh, because, okay. Because they're introducing like this whole giant cast of characters and you, you're just like, okay, so that... What? Oh. Well, then this guy... Okay, I'll try to remember him for later. It, like... The, Harry, it was a little the overwhelming first for somebody Harry who's not Potter movie had a lot to cover, in, and the movie was two and a half hours long, and it still didn't cover everything that I needed to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved it because I was wrapped up in the whole Harry Potter universe, and I got to see it come yeah. to life, um, which was just so exciting, and that was my form of escapism, um, mm-hmm. fantasy-wise. Yeah. And for me, um, Iron Man was really exciting to see because I think it was a new way to do superhero movies. Because mm-hmm. um, Spider Man was fine and like Batman Begins was fine, but I feel like Iron Man really was just more of a fun way to do it, yeah. and just kind of it, it really and captured. And now it's become the standard. Oh, it's I become think. insane. But it without really... seeing, I've only seen. No, it somewhere. has. Iron Man laid down so. the framework for how to do like like the superhero origin yeah. story and the Iron Man movies and stuff. And it was really fun. And yeah, without Iron Man, we would not have Deadpool. No, we would not. And Deadpool <laughs> so, is amazing. Deadpool was great, so thank I you, Iron Man. I want to go see it again. Yeah. So anyway, guys, this has been the You Haven't Seen podcast. Hit us up on Twitter, You Haven't Seen. That's the letter You Haven't Seen. And email address, You Haven't Seen. The letter You Haven't Seen at gmail.com. Uh, we're still working on the website. Again, it's been really, really busy and hectic and things have been going on. We're and trying, though. And I've been deleting really things. Are. And, you know, we're trying to figure out our schedules with work and whatnot. So, you know, let us know how how you're feeling about the show. If you got any ideas or updates or if you got anything to throw out there that you want us to cover or talk about or you want us to talk about anything, that's fine. Yeah, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We're going to end this right here. Yeah. Part one of eight. Believe in magic in a young girl's heart, how the music can fly.